All right, we're back, and uh, we don't often do this. This wasn't the plan, honestly. Uh, we were just going to run with the interview with Jeff Perlman, and we were just going to call it a day. But you know what? Harrison and I, we, unlike the Lakers, make that extra rotation. <laughs> we go that extra mile. <laughs> so, so, but yeah, like we, we put in 20 extra minutes of talking, you know? Maybe. That is a, 15. It's very comparable level 10. of effort. Yes. Let's see if we can get this in five. Let's see, let's see if we can get on yeah, five. You know, look, um, I'm, I'm trying to get out of here too, okay? I'm... Yeah. That's what Jen said. All right, so um, so we're going to – it was it was interesting. I found a couple things interesting about uh, Jeff's points, right? And Okay, good. I'm glad you have criticisms that you don't want to say to his face. Here we go. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that. Um, no, so a couple things that I, I kind of noticed uh, – that I want to touch on here is one, we talked about the Linda and Jeannie relationship and the familial atmosphere that I'm, that Jeannie grew up in. I'm sure she would like to return to and how in this stage and given the relationship and some of the trials and tribulations of that relationship with clutch, um, it doesn't really surprise me now that she is pulling all of her closest friends to her. So that's one thing. But I wanted to start though with the Jerry West stuff and and the pushback on the show, and and you know we spent um, significant amount of time on this with with Jeff, but I think a couple points really need to be hammered here. One, a lot of the reporters that we're talking that that are that are going out there and breathlessly defending Jerry West right now, have directly benefited from the relationship with Jerry West directly. No, right? Anthony, on, come on, <laughs> on several occasions, this guy like. I, Harrison, you said it's in the book. It's in Showtime that he would he would leak so much that he was surprised. It wasn't even leaks. He would say things on the record. And yeah. then, like, the reporter would use the quote, and he'd go up to them the next day, and he'd be like, well, why did you quote me as saying that? And they're like, well, Jerry, you said Because you said it. it. Like, he's like, I, I could play it back for you. Do you yeah. want me to play it back? Uh, I don't know if that was that easy in the 80s. They probably would have had to, like, you know, take it into a radio <laughs> Hold station. On. I, like, yeah. You have to, like, manually... Rewind you got to get the vinyl like out rewind. and, you know, wind it out for it. Yeah, I don't know yeah. how that worked back then. Um, but, yeah, I, I just think, I just think you know, when it comes to Jerry West, I think he's a complex character. I think they did amp up some of his kind of more. Again, just like they're going to amp up everyone's characteristics in the show. Yeah, yeah. I, I find it hard to believe that right after a scene, Kareem went up to that kid and said, fuck off. I, after reading the book, I don't. <laughs> like. Uh, you know, I, I just every everybody here is like I. They're talking, Harrison. They're breaking the fourth wall and they're talking to us directly. Magic Johnson said that the devil doesn't ball like he does. Like I'm sorry, that did sound like a magic quote. I don't know. I feel like he would say it that. was a baller like, quote. Twitter. Yeah, it, it was, was a it great was Twitter. Bad. Yeah, it was an awesome. It was an awesome quote. Um, I wish we got more of that character on Twitter. Uh, but but like I, I I just think like in a show full of characters just absolutely brimming with characters it's also like have people this never is seen the line an adam mckay like property before yeah this is someone who tells their story through amping people up like yeah right yeah don't look up harrison <laughs> um so yeah i i i wanted to and also like this was the pilot this was the first episode the, the the purpose of a show is to watch these guys transform, these people transform. And 
And from what I've heard, everyone who is so upset over this Jerry West portrayal is going to see a more nuanced take on him a little bit in episode two, where they get into more of his kind of backstory and what made him this way. Instead of breaking his putter, he merely tosses it aside. Yeah. Yeah. You know what we call that? Growth. (laughs) I'm going to Vegas in in about a week or so, and I'm, I'm guilty of the occasional putter throw. So Jerry... I understand. Golf, uh, golf you, is a Do bitch. you ever throw your like childhood MVP trophies through walls? You know. Oh yeah. 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 I've, I've, no, I've broken a trophy. Or, no, or honestly, I, I, I respect Jeff for coming on here and not just being like, yeah, no, the show was perfect. Like, you know, he's yeah. like, hey, look, they're making the show that they want to make. It's not exactly how he was portrayed in my book, but I get it. And you know, I think that you know that's all he really can say. And I think that that is kind of the fairest way to go about that. Like, if you're so upset about this that you can't watch it, then just don't watch it. That's fine. Like, yeah. but. You know, like no one is no one is going to. Well, I guess maybe for some of these writers, they actually probably will be forced to watch winning time regardless, because, you know, it's like more relevant than the actual Lakers right now. Um, But, you know, uh, like, you know, if you as a a fan don't like this, then just don't watch it. And that's okay. But like also, you know, I think you have to understand that this is, you know, again, sort of like we talked about with Jeff, like this is the way that the fictionalization process happens. And they are, again, trying to get someone's internal monologue, their internal torture in a way that comes across on screen. The actress who plays Linda Rambis, right? She is cast as Linda Rambis. The unofficial. Well, well Lin- she's ta- we we haven't have we talked about this on the show yet? No, this yeah. is well. I kind okay. of alluded to it, I think, in a lowdown or something like that. But okay. the character Linda Safrani. I don't know that people know which one is Linda Safrani yet. Well, I think I it's know. important to point it out, right? Yes. Our introduction to Jerry West is him firing MVP trophies through windows. <laughs> No, it was breaking golf clubs. That that oh, was yeah, sorry, sorry, uh, sorry, yeah, sorry. the MVP trophy. Our in- our introduction to which, by the way, I hope that that is like a recurring bit throughout the season. I just want him throwing that MVP. Like, I just want to see like yeah. magic like messes up in a late game play, and you just see like a, an MVP trophy come flying from the rafters <laughs> like down to the court and just smash <laughs> down into a million pieces. Like, I want to meet Jerry West, MVP trophy repair guy, the guy who just has to like pick it up and oh like, my god, you know, glue it back together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want more of this. Uh, eventually, like, eventually, like they don't even put the base on it anymore. Yeah. 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 Um, our introduction to, to Linda Rambis, who at the time was Linda Safrani, right? This is before she's she listed as in the credits. If you, yeah. you know, if you pay close attention and in the book, as we wrote on silver screen and roll, um, Linda was there the night that, uh, Jerry bought the Jerry team. bus, uh, had bought the Lakers because of his relationship with Linda's sister, uh, then Playboy Bunny, Debbie, Debbie Safrani. Yeah. Um, our introduction to Linda Rambis here was her pushing a bar cart into a meeting and lowering her top so as to show cleavage and thus keep her job, as she said. Um, I'm sure she didn't like that introduction. I don't see like any breathless defenses of Linda Rambis right now. Well, to be honest, I'm not sure that people realize that that character is supposed to be Linda yet. She was not named in the show. It's just yeah. I only discovered this because I went to IMDb and yeah. I was like, because somebody asked me, they're like, is she going to be in the show? And I was yeah. like, I think so. So I went yeah, to I knew for actress. Yeah. And then I clicked on the thing and like what episode she's supposed to be in. And I'm like, wait, she was in episode one. And then I looked at the face. and I'm like, oh, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. We were talking like back and forth because yeah, like I said, and by the way, Debbie isn't uh cast in the show. Like I there she is she doesn't appear on IMDB. IMDb. 
Yeah. Um, and so, like, I kind of wonder if they're like you, you, you know, are they going to amalgamate? Well, we don't. Those know. two I don't sisters. Wanna, yeah, I don't. Like, know, I'm but... just saying. Like, the point. The point of 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 this is that there are artistic decisions that are made that paint these actual people in certain ways, and I find it odd that this is the line that we are that that these people who again clearly benefited from the relationship with Jerry West. That's the line that we aren't crossing here. That's well, the problem also, that I have with this. Just the idea that like only he was amped up a little exactly. bit in the pilot. You know, exactly. it's like it wasn't just him. Like I understand again, I understand that he was probably more I even said this before everyone got really mad. I'm like he was more cartoonized than everyone else, I would say. Like yeah. for comedic he was sort of a little bit of a punchline in the first episode. But these are the kind of things that happens. It's like, yeah, to act like he's the only one who was cartoonized a little bit in that first episode, you know is i think a little bit of like a willful mischaracterization yep all right let's move on uh to linda and genie and, and like again i just want to say i get it from like some of these writers perspectives like in terms of like you know if you have people calling you up that knew jerry west and are like this is totally inaccurate and unfair and that's the only person that people are calling you about then of course that's the one that you're going to push back <laughs> on the most you know what i mean I, I also wonder if the writers are like wait what this is the only one yeah, it's like, wait, what did you think of Kareem? It's like, oh, like message blocked. Like, you know, nobody, nobody's coming out and being like, this is a total mischaracterization of the Kareem I knew. Yeah. You know? Which, as Jeff said, isn't that far from the well, truth. Well, it's not. If you've read so, the book, this is, again, this yeah. is a running plot point throughout the book where in multiple chapters, they'll talk about like a new guy coming into the team and how they didn't like Kareem and how they were pissed because they would constantly see him like telling people to F off when they asked for autographs. Like this was a thing that many people around the team were not that thrilled about. Yeah. Um, I, want, I want to talk about, because I wanted to make this point on the show. We ran out of time when we were talking to Jeff, but you know, the relationship with Clutch and, and the amount of power that they have assumed, especially after Magic's departure, um, you know, that left Genie wide open. When Magic just left, when Magic just booked it, that left Genie wide open. And, you know, when you listen to Jeff talk about the relationship that, that Genie has with Linda, and, and by the way, this is something I'm sure we're going to see a few examples of over the course of winning time. Mm -hmm. Um, it really kind of it puts into perspective why the intense uh, defense of Linda Rambus exists and why, like, as the Lakers season falls off of a cliff, completely inflamed in acid fire, like why Linda would feel the need to again reach out to people that she has close relationships with who she knows are now knowledgeable Jeannie, about the Jeannie, game not linda oh sorry yeah. yeah Jeannie. why Jeannie would do that she reaches out to phil jackson right about the rust situation and he's curious about how that's going and 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 he's giving his input there and again it just feels to me like if if somebody feels like they're for lack of a better uh phrase here under attack but which, by the way, she is like not not just by clutch, but by fans, by media. Like this is probably one of the lower points of Jeannie's ownership um, this season, and and I don't find it 
at all surprising Especially as now. As far as lower points where she's actually getting blamed, because like during the Jim Buff years, he was yeah. an easy. Everybody just blamed Jim Buff. Right. It's like he yeah, was a meat shield. Yeah. Yeah. There is no. There is no meat shield now. And yeah. and so it's like only I find the siblings she chose instead of the ones that she chose to be meat shields. Yeah. I, I don't. I'm not surprised that instead of and maybe this changes. Like maybe they go into the off season and they and they rethink some things and they bring some outside voices. That's certainly what I'm hoping for. Um, but I, I'm not surprised that, you know, in this kind of time of crisis, Jeannie is, is, is not looking outward, but more pulling inward. So this was something that I wrote about on the site. And, you know, like, I I think that no one, no one who's being honest with themselves can criticize that inclination because I think you and I have both gone through this. Everyone listening to this podcast has probably gone through a point in their life where they're going through something tough and they reach out to the people close to them for advice or for support or for things like that. We all do that. And so I think the thing like, you know, you can't, and you also like, I think that there is a lot of coded sexist language that people use Absolutely. to describe the Jeannie mm-hmm. and Linda dynamic. And like, there is, even if it's not like directly sexist criticisms, it's like sometimes a little dog whistly in that respect in yeah. the way that they're talked about. Like, we can't pretend, I'm not saying that, like, you know, again, I know that we have also joked there about are like, valid criticisms, the GM, you know, whatever, stuff like this. Like, yeah, so I'm not saying that, you know, we are completely in the clear of like, like we've never criticized Jeannie and Linda Rambis or whatever. No. But the thing that I think that you can criticize or that you can at the very least ask questions about is, you know, I'm not saying Jeannie, you know, don't go talk to Linda, don't go talk to Kurt, don't go talk to Phil. That's what every single human being would do in this situation. But what I think that we can ask the question about is why are these the most qualified voices that you can be leaning on in this? Like, why are these? Tell us then. Like, if you feel like these are the or at least most tell your own employees. People, yeah, tell your own employees what they do. Why are they so qualified to have this level of input? All yeah. these things, like, so that we are not getting leaks from employees where it's like, yeah, no one really knows what Linda Rambis does, and it's like. Right. You know, that wouldn't be a story if the team employees felt like she knew what she was doing and she was in charge of all these things for a reason and all of that, you know? Yeah, I it wouldn't be a story if the and, Lakers were and good either. Fans, fans have a right to ask when things are not going well. Yeah. Fans are allowed. This is sort of, you know, this is the cousin of the debate that you had a really that was really good on the spaces with a bunch of fans about the Russ and like his comments and stuff like that. Like this is the cousin of that debate where fans are allowed to ask questions when things are not going well. Like they're allowed to say, well, okay, why are these people in charge when things are going great? Of course, no one's like, hey, you know, everybody's like, yeah, this brain trust has it figured out. This is what we do as fans. Um, but when things are not going well, you're allowed to ask like, okay, why are these the people in these positions of power? Why do they have this level of influence? You know, you're allowed to ask that and you're allowed to wonder about that. Especially when there are no clear answers. Would anybody in that inner circle, whether it's Linda, Kurt, Rob, clearly Jeannie's the owner. So I'm not, I'm putting her in a different category. So of those three people there, if those people were unemployed tomorrow, would any of them be immediately rehired or even eventually rehired by a different team? Like that's, that's the part that is like, it sticks out in my head. Maybe, maybe Rob, because of his past as, as an agent, maybe, I don't, I don't know. I'm not and even based sure on, based on what we've heard about how much other GMs hate him, like from his agent days. I don't know. <laughs> right. And, and, and like, like the Lakers, there's a, there's an actual podcast called the Lakers exceptionalism podcast, right? A good podcast. It is like it. Yeah. And, um, 
I there is like that. This was a phrase that that Lakers fans were like criticized for wearing proudly on their shirt. Lakers exceptionalism, right? But if you have, if you are, if there are a lot of people in your organization, especially at the top of your organization, who aren't hireable by other teams, who wouldn't be con- considered hireable by other teams, you're the opposite of exceptional. I do feel. I just want to say. I mean, number one. Linda, you know, for as much influence as she reportedly has, we haven't necessarily heard like Linda intervened on like this signing. So like, you know, in terms of what she actually does and on the business side, she might, you know, get hired by someone else eventually with that level of experience. What's the title again? Uh, Executive executive director Director of special projects. If some other team is looking for an executive director of special projects, then yes, maybe she would get hired. Yeah. And Kurt, you know, Kurt's a basketball lifer. You know, we've seen him get hired by plenty of teams. I don't know. No. I, don't know. I, I think I don't think he would ever get another job. I'm trying to think like, are there any Phil Jackson disciples still around? Like, the Clippers might because because uh, you know the Brian Shaw connection. No, Brian Shaw doesn't have that kind of swing with with. He's the lead assistant. He has some level of swing. Yeah, but like, I don't think Brian Shaw would like. He's risk probably his making career. more than Frank Vogel based on like you know like Clippers <laughs> payroll tendencies. Like, but yeah, I. Like that's, those are, those are like, to me, we just talked about like some of the dog whistly criticisms that, that Linda and Jeannie get on, you know, that arrive at, at their doorstep. And, and like, I think, I think it's important to point those out. I think a fair criticism is this one, this conversation that like the people who are, and, and if the Lakers were good, by the way, I wouldn't have that criticism. If the Lakers were like, even mediocre, I'd be like, oh well, you know, they had an iffy, iffy uh, off season. I guess they'll they'll try to fix it this year. Harrison, they just lost to the Houston Rockets last night. Yeah, all fans want to believe is that they have the best or close to the best people kind of making the decisions yeah. for their team. And right now, I think Lakers fans very, very fairly have a question about that. And I think yeah. that that's fine. That they're they're allowed to wonder if the team could do a little better in the executive ranks. Yeah, and and like like Jeff said, and that's he not saying that like everybody involved has to go. It's just sort of like I, I wrote about this earlier this week. It's like you know if you're going to double down on the family, the Lakers family, and all this stuff, you know Joey and especially Jesse Buss are extremely well regarded around the league. Yeah. Have done great with draft stuff. Like if you want to keep it in the family, just hey, give those guys that uh, have a couple more swings at types yeah. of at decisions and a little bit more power. Then you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it doesn't have to be where you're going outside of the fan. Like they're qualified members of the literal family that they can yeah. empower more right well and, and and like jeff said he doesn't see a world in which genie fires linda no right? that's never going to happen and that's it's something never. you know if you go back to you know again linda has been around since the night jerry bus brought bought the team that's yeah. not something that that's not a relationship that you just throw by the wayside like that's just not how human beings work Right. And, and I mean, and, Jim Buss has been around since Jeannie was born, but she hates him. So like that was an easier <laughs> one to kind of throw away. I think like, yeah, I like Linda, you know, like, it's, right. Well, and, and, and look, like if you aren't going to fire Linda, fine, but like the job of a boss is to find talented people, especially within your own ranks and empower those people. That's what Jerry Buss was famous for that he found these really talented people he empowered them and he stepped back. He let them do their thing. And I think, you know, with this ambiguous, you know, does Kurt 
offer input here and then does Linda offer input here and, and we're then... hearing at the same time that no one made any decisions but also everyone has yeah. all this different levels of power it's just like yeah it, it's like publicly it, it's a mess and it's understandable why Lakers fans are fed up with it and they want to yeah. know that like they have not only the best people working there but like who's actually in charge who's making these decisions yeah right and and like I said this the other day on the lowdown all multi-billion dollar corporations are actually transparent about those things. Like when they say, we don't have to tell you our business, actually you kind of do. Like actually most corporations and entities at your level oh, look do. At oh, huh? free market Anthony's back. <laughs> well, look, it, yeah, look, no, Anthony, you're right. Harrison, no other corporation do. has people in nebulous roles. You're right. No, no other I, corporation to ever exist. Every, not everybody is 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 in nebulous roles okay. though. Fair. Like there are there, there are the occasional person who does have an actual responsibility. Yeah, <laughs> right. And so uh, yeah, I, and you know, free market Anthony, all that. There are people like fans are giving a lot of their like sports fandom is not cheap, right? Yeah, Anthony. People forget Anthony pays their salaries. You know. Oh my God. But I'm saying though, like, like there's a reason beyond all the passion stuff, but like in the time stuff, but like there's a financial investment in in being a sports fan too. And even outside of finance, Lakers games are like the people. second most expensive games to go to for a family of four. It's like a thirteen hundred dollar night. And if you're if you're at you're not just asking people to spend money on tickets or jerseys or whatever. Like some families don't have money to spend that on, on that every year. They don't like that's just not in their budget, and that's fine. But the reason that you are making all this money from Spectrum Sportsnet is because they are at the very least willing to pay some of their limited free time and attention towards yeah. you. Where Spectrum can then sell ads based on that attention for mm -hmm. their broadcast and things like that that allows them to pay the highest regional sports network fee for any team in I believe like North America. Yeah. Uh, like uh, certainly in the NBA. And so, you know, it's uh, like it, it, you're asking them to not just pay their money or necessarily pay their money, but you're asking them to give you their attention and things like that. And mm -hmm. that with that attention, they are allowed to ask questions and they are allowed to just yeah. like they are allowed to boo Russell Westbrook. They're allowed to groan when he launches a three. There are lines that we don't cross, but you are allowed to as a fan, you are allowed to question these things. You are allowed to voice your displeasure as long as you are doing it in, you know, like sort of, I, I think, a more respectful way than maybe some people have done with Russ. Yeah. But um, like you are allowed to voice displeasure. No one is ever like, you know, and that's the thing that I think sometimes the pushback on this misses. Not that Jeff was necessarily doing that. But like I, I think he actually made some fair points. But yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, uh, that's going to do it here for this episode of the Lakers Lounge. Uh, thank you very much to Jeff Perlman for hopping on again. His book Showtime um, is the subject matter of winning Must time. I, I did again. I'm not. I did not say that just because Jeff came on here. Like it is. I mean, Jeff's an amazing author. I didn't want to like embarrass him or whatever. But like every yeah. book of his that I've read is incredible. There's no one that writes exactly like him. He's someone that I feel like I have learned from just from afar in terms of how they approach things and you know and how yeah. he writes. And th there's just no one that writes exactly like him in terms of like you know you, detail. And there are going to be people. It's going to be funny when people are like, oh, he's just doing favors to Jeannie and Linda or whatever like Jeff pulls absolutely no punches in his writing like he was you know he was very nice and complimentary of them on our podcast but like if you want to read like real unfiltered you know stories of behind the scenes of all these various teams that he has written books on like there is no one that 
use it like it, it's the old dead it's the you know r.i.p old dead spin but the mantra of like sports journalism without access favor or discretion like that mm -hmm. is the sort of like that is the My way that Jeff writes. Like it gives you the real story behind these things and some of the uglier truths at times and like of what really kind of went on. It's not painted in this, you know, purple and gold tinted lenses. It's like, it's like, yeah, this was, they had a crazy amount of success, but this was really crazy. Like, you know, about that and three rings or the Showtime team and three ring circus. It's like very unfiltered looks at what it was really like and what the people involved in these things, because they're all quoted extensively saying crazy stuff, um, like how they really felt about everything that was going on. And I, I can't recommend them highly enough. They're two of my favorite books I've ever read. Absolutely. Um, so thank you very much to Jeff for hopping on with us. Uh, that's going to wrap it up for, for Harrison and I here. Lowdown tonight. And then uh, Aaron and I are going to uh, have our episode of The Hook tomorrow, and that'll wrap up the week for you guys. So until all of that... I, I'm, I'm excited for yours and Aaron's segment on is, you know, the portrayal of Jeannie Buss and Linda Rambis and uh, and Kurt and, you know, and Jerry. Is that all fair? Like, I think that's going to be a fun segment tomorrow. I, I don't know if Aaron ever really met Jerry. I wonder. I'm messing with you. No, I'm, I'm now I'm yeah. curious. I'm going to ask him now. That'll be all right, story time. All right, here we go. Yeah, that'll be story time tomorrow. Have you ever met Dr. Jerry Buss? Did, if it's no, Jerry, no it's a really Jerry West, story time. Jerry West. Did Ooh. Jerry West ever throw an MVP trophy at you? That's what Actually, I want for story Has anyone ever thrown an MVP trophy at Aaron? That's what Aaron, I want to know for story time. Aaron actually might offer up some spice on, on Jerry West. <laughs> he, he might. <laughs> yeah. Stay tuned for the hook tomorrow. I think he might actually oh, offer up now. some spice. Yeah. yeah. All right. We'll talk to you then. This has been the Lakers Lounge. Thanks for listening.